HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by Whole Foods Market, a dynamic leader in the quality food business, a mission-driven company that aims to set the standards of excellence for food retailers. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. listening to Let's Get Real, the cooking show about finding, preparing, and eating food on Heritage Radio Network. I'm Erica Wides, your host. So if you were listening last week, um, I did a very politically correct and culturally sensitive show called Jews Don't Control the Media, Foodiness Does. Although when I publicized it in certain places, I said, you know who's don't control the media, foodiness does, because I didn't want to offend anybody. People don't get it. But Jews don't control the media, foodiness does. And in it, I got real with you about how foodiness totally dominates the media now, how the premise of every TV segment on food, how to lose weight, how to eat more fish, how to get more vitamins, starts off with the premise that fat-free, zero-calorie, carb-free, chocolate chip fiber bars, tuna, toxic with mercury, and gummy vitamins with extra protein our food in the first place, and how, if mercury, corn syrup, artificial flavors, artificial colors, estrogen, antibiotics, and propylene glycol were called out as not food, all these TV shows and TV nutritionists and TV segments would implode like the final scene from Poltergeist. And how that, as soon as my people and I have seized back control of the media, like God intended, we'll be done with all the mishigas of foodiness. Because the chosen people don't want a population of 600-pound potato people driving motorized scooters through Taco Bell drive throughs Because those kinds of people don't get my jokes. So I've taken it on as my personal crusade now to save America from foodiness by taking over the media and giving it back, giving control of it back to its rightful owner, my people, the Jews. But it turns out that you can't trust nutritionists and nutrition organizations 
either because foodiness has brought them out too. Now, as a person who is not entirely opposed to selling out, I'm confused as to why no one has come up yet and offered me a deal to start flacking foodiness products. I mean, I'm not saying that I'd take the deal, but it might be nice to just get an offer. I mean, it's always nice to be asked, right? That's all. I just want to be asked, but that that's another show. The point is that now even people whose job it is to tell the public the truth about real food nutrition are now, in fact, getting paid to tell people the truthiness about foodiness nutrition because it means you can't trust anybody except me and my guest tonight, very serious journalist and non-Kool-Aid drinking nutrition educator Kristen Wortman. Now, we're all familiar with Kristen because she's been on the show before, and she is the Foodiness Fallout Shelter in-house nutrition educator. But Kristen writes for all kinds of fancy-schmancy magazines like the Atlantic Monthly, and she's just written a fantastic piece for Civil Eats all about how big foodiness is coughing up so much cash to nutrition organizations that they'll come out and say things like vitamin E comes from cookies and aspartame prevents cancer and veggie burgers are healthier than vegetables. So let me first say welcome to Kristen, and that even though she is only half Jewish, we can trust her. <laughs> Thanks. So welcome Thanks. yet again. Thanks for having me again. What is that noise? Do you hear that? It sounds yeah. like a plane going overhead. Uh-oh. It's probably Unilever spying on us <laughs> yeah. with the satellite. Anyway, so Kristen has been on the show before, and we all know her, and she is the expert that we can trust. Um, now, in your latest piece that you wrote for Civil Eats, you write about the fact that big food companies are recruiting America's nutrition professionals to help spread the gospel of big food, of foodiness. And you cite a public health lawyer named Michelle Simon, who authored a new report which details, quote, the food industry's deep, deep infiltration of the nation's top nutrition organization, which is the American, no, sorry, the Academy of Nutrition and Diabetics, Dietetics. Sorry, I didn't get a lot of sleep. The Academy of Nutrition and Diabetics, known as AND, the world's largest organization of food and nutrition professionals. Now, all registered dietitians, RDs, have to follow a curriculum designed by AND. They're then credentialed by AND, and all continuing education for RDs must be approved by AND. So tell us a little bit about this. What is happening? Why is it happening, and what does it mean? Okay, well... Basically, so the Academy, also known as AND, is the largest organization of nutrition professionals in the world. I think they have 75,000 RDs Mm -hmm. that that are um, credentialed through them. So, and the problem is that AND takes corporate sponsors. They Mm -hmm. have um, sponsors like Coca-Cola, Hershey's, General Mills, Kellogg's, PepsiCo, Unilever, the National Dairy Council, Aramark. Mm -hmm. So there's all these big food corporations that fund the Academy. Mm-hmm. And the problem with that is that the Academy credentials RDs. So everything that our, an RD has to do to become a registered dietitian has to go through AND, mm-hmm. which means they're not going to upset their corporate sponsors by telling RDs stuff that would implicate big food as causing the harm that it actually does. Sure. Right. And they're, you know, stocking their board with all these guys from right. these big companies. The big and, food companies. And their curriculum is, you know, designed through that filter, through that prism of big food companies. Right. If you want to be a registered dietitian, you have to go through schooling that the academy has overseen. Mm-hmm. And then you have to be credentialed through them. And then you have to have continuing education units throughout your whole career through the academy. Mm-hmm. So 
this report really looks at something called the Food and Nutrition Expo and Conference, which the Academy puts on for the RDs. Mm -hmm. And when this public health lawyer, Michelle Simon, went in, she went in two years in a row and she said it looked like a junk food expo with with big booths for Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Mm -hmm. McDonald's, Yoplait with all their sugary um, yogurts, all these General Mills cereals full of sugar. And she couldn't believe that the RDs were actually okay with it. Mm -hmm. And she was really appalled to find out that the majority of RDs are totally in support of these corporate sponsorships. Mm. Wow. They've really literally drunk the Kool-Aid. Yeah. So Kristen, are you trying to tell Let's Get Real listeners that people whose job it is to look out for the public's best interest are in fact for sale? Well, the Academy is certainly the Academy is certainly for sale, and they've already sold out to all these big food companies. The RDs, you know, they're not necessarily getting paid individually, right. as far but as I can tell, by these companies. I mean, you might it, it might be the case in certain mm-hmm. circumstances, but it's it's the Academy that's taking all this money and profiting off of these big food corporations, and then educating their nutrition professionals right. about this message, right, with their curriculum that is exactly run through their foodiness filter. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And then nutrition professionals who might go work in institutions like hospitals where those corporate, those companies are ma- major corporate donors to those hospitals and maybe sure. under food service contract like Sodexo and oh, yeah. like that. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing that I find so shocking is that in an institutional setting like a hospital, Sodexo is one of the largest mm-hmm. food service companies in, in the world. Another right. one is Aramark, which is another corporate sponsor of AND. And they supply all the food in the hospitals. Yeah. And also I would note schools, prisons, yeah. military bases, right. nursing, nursing homes. homes. Right. So any big any institution. institution. And if you think about it, the places where people need the healthiest food the most, it's this mm-hmm. really terrible food product. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem is this company Sodexo that's in all these hospitals is also the number one corporate employer of registered dietitians. Mm. So how can you have your employer, you know, you're not going to go against your employer and say, I'm, I'm going to come out and say Sodexo makes bad foods because I right. have to give these foods to my patients. Yeah. So there's a huge conflict there and no one is talking about that. Biting the hand that feeds you literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they can't. And a lot of the RDs I interviewed were actually really scared to talk and are very intimidated mm-hmm. by the power that these companies have. Mm. Wow. So you, in your article, you quoted Michelle Simon as saying, if you look at what comes out of that trade group for generalized nutrition messages, it's not don't eat junk food, don't drink soda. It's these namby-pamby messages that are not getting us anywhere, like everything in moderation, no such thing as a good food or a bad food. All these cliches come from the spokespeople and the official positions of that trade group. It absolutely keeps America confused. Now, I talk a lot on Let's Get Real about how namby-pamby messages like when you're going through the drive-thru, order the low-fat chicken salad instead of the triple cheeseburger just push people further down the foodiness rabbit hole. And, of course, I talk a lot about how foodiness nutrition leads Americans to believe that they can get things like their omega-3s from processed peanut butter and their calcium from orange juice. So nobody knows what real nutrition is anymore. Everybody's confused. And the message is so diluted and so watered down because it's so tainted by corporate sponsorship. Sure. And the companies, they want to convince you that these foods are better, more nutritious than actual real foods. That's their whole goal. There's no profit margin in real foods. The whole profit comes from these highly packaged processed foods full of cheap ingredients Mm -hmm. that they can sell at a huge markup. So they're never going to advertise for real food. They're going to advertise for all this crappy food that they promote. And that's 
the problem is, is they try to claim it's health, healthy. Yeah. And they put all these labels on the front of the boxes and packages that say, you know, whole grains, low fat, yeah. on and on. And basically, that's your, I've said this before, but right. that means you shouldn't eat those foods. Right. If it makes a claim, it's trying to prove something that yeah. it's not. Yes. Right. Um, right. And then they're also, of course, you know, giving huge amounts of research money to universities right. and other so they have studies right, to back studies up their to back claims up. right they're funding studies it's like who's paying for the research of course coca-cola is paying for the research that says sugar doesn't right. contribute to obesity right and that was part of what was so alarming in this report that michelle simon wrote and was for example um coca-cola had a booth at this conference mm-hmm. that all the rds attend that says actually sugary beverages do not cause obesity and they yeah. have all these scientific studies right. to back it up um you know, hello, yeah. that's not, that's <laughs> that not true. What does? And um, there was Diet Coke had a booth that said aspartame is very healthy and that's the artificial sweetener yeah. and it can help you lose weight. Well, in fact, there are multiple independent studies to show that it causes weight gain and, it, you know, it might cause cancer too. Yeah. And it's linked to diabetes. Mm-hmm. So, oh, and then one other one that I thought was amazing, General Mills, which makes all these sugary cereals right. for children. They make something like Reese's Puffs or Cookie yeah. Crisps, right? All and they of have them. tons yep. of sugar. And on the front of each box, it says, full of whole grains. I'm sure you've seen this yeah. whole grain stamp. Yeah, the whole put, grain stamp. Yeah. Right. And whole grain council, I think they call yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. So they had a session at this conference for all the RDs telling them, it was called zeroing in on whole grains. Yeah. And had their <laughs> products, had all their products <laughs> uh, to say, Look, this is a way to give kids their whole grains. Well, interestingly, a couple of weeks ago, Harvard School of Public Health put out a study and they found that, in fact, cereals or any other product that contain, have that stamp on mm-hmm. it actually contain, contain more sugar, more calories right. than products without the stamp. Yeah. So again, it's proving the point. The health claim right. is never real, never true. Right. And a, a while ago, I did... Um, a show on cereal. It was a long time ago. And what I, in some of my sweet research, I found that in a lot of those cereals where they make trumpet that claim, you know, made with whole grain, they only have to have 51% whole grain, right. I think by law to make that claim. And what they're using is an, is a strain of albino wheat. Right. So they grind up the albino wheat, including the bran and the endosperm and all that. And then it's still white and it mm-hmm. still has no nutritional value because it's, it has no, uh, you know, micronutrients or pigments or anything in it. Right. And then, you know, so it still looks white and people still, you know, aren't turned off by right. it being. There's nothing whole, whole There's about nothing this whole, whole right. grain it's idea so processed. that's yeah. in a cereal. It's yeah. a highly refined, highly processed right. wheat or corn flour typically yeah. with no- nothing of nutritional value and in fact spikes insulin and makes you gain weight and right. be more hungry. Yeah. I mean, any cereal. I think we talked about this last time you mm-hmm. were here. We were talking about breakfast cereal or maybe on the subway. I think it's the biggest scam it's of all time. It's the biggest scam it of all matter, time. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's organic yep. or natural. Like, right. No one should be eating. 100% whole grain. No. Nothing. No right. one should eat cereal. No. I completely it's agree junk with food. you. I know. And uh, a couple summers ago, I was actually out in Arizona with my niece. And um, we were lucky enough to be invited to visit some friends of a friend of mine who are um, Hopi. And we went on to the Hopi land. We went to the reservation. And, um, you know, these are p- people are really poor, super mm-hmm. poor. And uh, most of them, all of them are on public assistance, at least mm-hmm. where we went. And I went into one of the houses. And the first thing I saw was sitting up on top of the fridge was about six gigantic Costco-sized boxes of cereal, sugary cereals. And everybody in the house, you know, was overweight. Most of them were diabetic. And I thought, like, I mean, 
it's bad enough that we white people are killing ourselves right. eating this stuff, you know, but right. like the plight of the Native American right. is so horrible. And then here they are using public assistance money to buy this awful yeah. cereal. And they're a culture that, you know, had this indigenous cuisine yeah. and this diet that they'd eaten for thousands of years of, you know, corn and beans right. and squash and all that. An actual whole yeah. and grain, actual, actual right, corn. corn. Yeah. Right. F- field corn. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so on, uh, so last month you were here on the show and we, you know, we asked you what is nutrition yeah. and, um, it, <sighs> we used to know this. People <laughs> yeah. used to know, you know, yeah. why don't we know? I mean, obviously we don't know it anymore because yeah. the message is so convoluted and so right. conflicting and the people who we put our trust and our faith in nutritionists, which of course I don't, or, you know, right. dietitians are now telling they're so corrupt and corrupted by the institutes who are creating their message and yeah. their curriculum. It's like, you know, who do you trust anymore? Right. The program that you did, yeah. your certifying program was completely different. Right. Well, there was no corporate sponsors involved yeah. and it was a um, holistic school and we learned real food nutrition. Yeah. We right. didn't learn, you know, feed your, your clients cereal and yogurt from right. these big companies. Yeah. Start your baby off with Gerber rice right. cereal. Right. There's probably like, Talk about starting your kid off on the track to it's diabetes. Like one of the worst things you can give I know, a baby. In one fact, of the worst. If six months and under, they they don't even have the um, it's the they can't digest grains. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like the very worst thing you can give to your infant because they're going to get colicky and they're going to be sick. So, and it's processed like right. refined white rice. Yeah. So you're basically giving them sugar, sugar, pure sugar, pure sugar. Yeah, I know. Yeah. My mom likes to tell a story about how when I was like three or four months old, I would wake up in the night because I was hungry because mm-hmm. I still wake up in the night hungry, <laughs> but most babies do. And one of my aunts said to her, oh, you should just start mixing some rice cereal into her formula in her bottle yeah. and then she'll sleep through the yeah, night. That's very common, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then I had a weight problem throughout my whole childhood. Right. No wonder because I was being fed, you know, like pure sugar, pure sugar in yeah. my bottle with my formula right. in the middle. Of the and night. it's probably making yeah. you more hungry. Yeah. And then, of course, my parents thought they were doing the right thing and never let us drink soda, but instead we drank juice. Right. And, and now we're learning that juice, juice. is just as bad yeah. as right. soda. You had posted something the other day about, right, 26 grams of sugar in a cup of orange juice and right. 28 in a cup of Coke. Is that Right. So it's basically, basically the same. The same thing. You're getting the right. same amount of sugar. But this is, again, how the corporations have tricked us because you yeah. see, like, the Tropicana orange juice that right. says... This is like three servings of fruit. your fruit. Yeah. And it's not. You can't equate right. the fruit juice to the actual fruit. But they've not. made it so that, you know, nutritionists, dietetic, they tell you that it's true. So. Yeah. Yeah. When, um, you know, Adam, my husband's father was in the hospital about a year or two ago. He's, you know, he's, he's old, an old guy. He's diabetic. He's got some kidney problems, things like that. He wound up in the hospital. They didn't really know what was wrong with him. And on his chart and on a sign, like right above his bed, it said, like, I am diabetic. You know, they Mm. put that there so people don't feed him. And Adam went to visit him and the tray had come for his lunch and it was um, white bread (laughs) with margarine and sugar-free jello and apple juice. Right. All provided by Sodexo. All provided by Sodexo. All approved by dietitians who have been trained by this program. I couldn't believe what they were feeding him. Yeah, I mean, they're literally killing people. Yeah. Especially right. in these hospital settings yeah. like that where you have people who are really vulnerable and they need real food to heal them and instead they're getting this terrible fake processed food. Right. Even worse than they what might what they might be eating outside of the hospital, right. you know, under their own volition. Yeah. Right. But um, we've, you and I have been talking because uh, you potentially will be doing this project with Lennox Hill mm-hmm. where you'll be helping them with their 
their um, food program. And I have a friend and colleague, John Selleck, who's a chef in Cleveland, and he's now the chef at a new hospital in Cleveland called the Ahuja Center, which is trying to do the right thing. They're actually cooking food, and they're really investing heavily in making the food really great and healthful and organic. And um, people order off a menu every day, and they're doing a lot of local sourcing, and it's it's pretty great. Yeah. um, Yeah. Just try to have him on. So... Anyway, um, we're going to take a quick break because we're getting late. And when we come back, some more about all of this. We'll be right back. You're listening to Lung by Iggy Dean on the Heritage Radio Network.org. Today's program has been brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Are you a locavore? Our Northeast regional forager for Whole Foods Market sure is. She spends her time traveling around the New York City metro area sourcing the best new or interesting artisanal and handcrafted local products for our purchasing teams at the local store level. Part of our commitment to our local suppliers includes assisting them with the process of getting their products sold at our stores. Whether it's suggesting packaging designs, pricing, or distribution methods, she's helping some of the area's best new products reach savvy shoppers at Whole Foods Market stores. Today, New York. Tomorrow, the world. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com. Every Wednesday at noon, Dorothy Ken Hamilton, founder and CEO of the International Culinary Center, interviews the top chefs in the world on Chef Story. Hear from chefs like Christina Tosi. I'm going to be the best pastry cook this restaurant's ever seen. Francis Malman. Cooking with fire, it's very feminine, it's very fragile. And Jacques Pepin. I was invited to work at the White House for John Kennedy. Learn how the greats become great every Wednesday at 12 p.m. on Chef Story at heritageradionetwork.org. Welcome back to Let's Get Real, the cooking show about finding, preparing, and eating food. On Heritage Radio Network, I'm Erica Weitz, your host, and we are talking with Kristen Wertman, nutrition educator and writer tonight. Remember that uh, Heritage Radio is a nonprofit now it's member supported so you should become a member you can go on our website heritageradionetwork.org and click on join or become a member something on the button and uh and join it's like npr but cooler so you should join us and also remember that you can listen to any heritage radio network show ever made on our site heritageradionetwork.org or on itunes they're all free for you on iTunes and if you like Let's Get Real you can listen to any of them in those places or you can check out my website which is letsgetrealshow.com where you can also view a clip of my appearance on the Dr. Oz show. Last week I had a very nice time sitting and talking to Dr. Oz about the dark deep dark secrets of the fast food industry the shocking insider truths about fast food which in my mind is like saying you know, the shocking secrets about smoking. I mean, we all know that it's bad, don't we? Um, and if you're interested in reading more of Kristen's writing, you can find that at kristenwortman.com. 
And you can also follow her on Twitter at Kristen Mortman. And you can follow me on Twitter at Let's Get Real Show. I think that covers all the social media. <laughs> I can never remember. Um, so we're talking tonight about uh, AND, which is the um, Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. That's right. I got it right this time. And uh, how they basically are in bed with all the major food companies in the world and how they create and control what registered dietitians and nutritionists say mm-hmm. and speak and say. And um, in your piece that you wrote for um, Civil Eats, you said that you spoke off the record to an RD who's employed by Sodexo. Right. We mentioned earlier that Sodexo is the largest corporate employer of registered dietitians mm-hmm. in the country. And um, they you know, do food service for major hospital chains, mm-hmm. all kinds of institutions. Um, although Sodexo to me sounds like like a realtor's acronym, like Soho or Tribeca for like a super fun cleanup site in Detroit <laughs> that they want to turn into like luxury condo properties, right. like Sodexo. Yeah. Chris said he thought it sounded like a, like a gay S&M thing, but that's Chris always thinks that. <laughs> anyway, so you spoke off the record to this mm-hmm. RD. Do you want to talk about what she said about working in a major academic hospital as the yeah. clinical manager? Yeah, well, she was very nervous speaking to me, and that's why she would only speak off the record, really worried about getting in trouble. But she was upset with the quality of the food. She said it was really bad. She Mm -hmm. was also concerned that the staff in the hospital is also eating this food. Mm -hmm. And she... You know, she wanted to have better food options, but she said it wasn't in their budget. And she really didn't even know where to begin in terms of talking to someone about changing the food, which you'd be going up against this huge big food corporation trying to change the food. But I wondered and I asked and, and I mentioned this in my article, if she had a hard time giving the kinds of nutrition advice she wanted to give her patients, Mm. given that her employer is this big food company making these terrible food products. And she was very hesitant to answer that question. Mm. And then she just quickly said, well, we get all our nutrition guidelines from and Mm. so, you know, but we know that and's giving nutrition guidelines coming down through from big food. Yeah. Um, but I do know that Sodexo also provides nutrition information to RDs, which I've seen in other hospitals. And they actually have a handbook, and they actually have handouts that they give people. So they're not gonna—they're not gonna say to eat to not eat their foods, which are full of terrible ingredients. It's just such a major conflict, and I, I'm really not sure why more people don't know about this, and why it's actually there's no there's there should be some kind of check to this. Like who mm-hmm. is overseeing this that mm-hmm. could say this is a blatant conflict of interest and it's not looking out for people's best interest in these settings. Mm. So I'm not sure. Well, I mean, who's going to do it? The USDA, you know, I right. mean, they're the, they're so deeply embedded with food corporations yeah. as it is anyway. That's it's true. like, it, they're the same thing. The right. USDA, you know, yeah, that's definitely they, true. They are large food corporations. So yeah. who is going to oversee it? Right. You know, it's all about, profit right um you know so obviously this explains horrible food at hospitals and yeah. the fact that going to a hospital will you know make you sicker than when right. you came out and i had mentioned earlier about adam's father and also i have this co-worker who at 38 had a massive stroke and brain hemorrhage because you know he was living off of like diet coke and mm. you know d- egg sandwiches from the deli mm-hmm. and um not that i have any problem with eggs no good eggs though right. you know um, and you know, very high stress job and high blood pressure, not taking care of himself, no mm-hmm. exercise, you know, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And he had a stroke at 38, mm-hmm. which he's not really recovered from um, very well. And when we went to visit him in the hospital, he, he had difficulty swallowing. He had to kind of learn how to swallow again. And so they were giving him, it was the same thing, like this just disgusting, 
horrible food, things like thickened apple juice and uh-huh. thickened milk right. to help him learn how to swallow again. And he's a chef. He had been in the industry, you know, mm-hmm. for years and he, he couldn't even get it down, you right. know, and he's Greek. So I was sneaking him in Greek yogurt, you know, there you go. And yeah. honey <laughs> from my bees. So yeah. at least he was eating that, you know, but right. I mean, I, it was so tragic, you know, to be 38 and struck down by something like a stroke yeah. and the humiliation of being in the hospital and not being able to feed yourself or yeah. swallow. And then they're feeding you chemical processed just i mean right how are people supposed to get better how is your psyche supposed to improve right and and that's a good illustration of how there are always alternatives to these processed foods a lot of times people say well what are we going to give them instead but there's always a real food option and that's that's one example yeah so basically what we're saying is that and this academy which controls everything and everyone who's an RD and a nutritionist in yeah. this country pretty much is turning Americans into the bunch of chubster chumps that we've become at the mercy of corporate food interests, even in the hospital. Um, so now to just lighten things up a little bit, because we're always so serious when you're on and you and I are friends outside of here and we have a lot more fun when we're not on the radio. And this show is supposed to be fun and not make people too depressed we're going to come to the truth or dare part of the interview for Uh you Kristen Mortman so if Unilever came to you tomorrow and offered you a quarter of a million dollars a year plus travel allowance to flack foodiness nutrition would you Mm -hmm. take it no absolutely not really no no way no way (laughs) come on everyone has their price no no I could never do that in good conscience No, no I know I couldn't either I've been working a little bit with a voiceover coach because I want to start doing commercials. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you know, there's a good chance that you're going to have to do an ad for, you know, like Coke or Campbell's or something. She's like, and you're not going to say no, are you? And I was like, I don't know. I'm going to have to cross that bridge when I come to it. And she said, well, she's like, I have a student who's, you know, this like very super leftist lesbian who got a job doing voiceover for a Romney ad. She's oh, like, no. so she did it and she took the money and she gave the money to the Obama campaign. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so I could do the, an ad for Campbell's and then give the money to who? I don't you know. know. Yeah. Civil elites or something. Um, right. No, I knew what you, I knew what your answer <laughs> would be there, but we wanted to lighten things up. Um, but if they did, would you suggest to them that they also needed a John Stewart inspired real food media celebrity to help spread the message <laughs> and that you knew the perfect person? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone you can think of off the top of your head. Um, so what are you working on now? Do you want to tell us a little bit about what Kristen Wartman is doing right now? Sure. Well, I mean, I'm always researching all these big food scandals constantly, but I'm also working on a book proposal mm-hmm. talking about all of this and particularly how big food and industrial food has really changed and shaped American culture and um, the implications for race and class and all of that in terms of big food and our relationship to food. Mm-hmm. So that's a project I'm working on right now. Mm. We're, we're planning, and I actually announced last week that we were doing this two-part show on class and then we had you on instead this week so we do have right. a show on class coming up and class to me is a really interesting issue when it comes to food yeah. and foodiness because foodiness is now completely insidiously pervasive across all yeah. class levels mm-hmm. you know it's not just poor people eating you know twinkies or people who don't know better eating junk it's mm-hmm. like 
uh, it goes cuts across all class levels. When I go up to Greenwich, Connecticut, to teach privately, and I peek in the freezers of the yeah. you know billionaire wives, mm-hmm. it's all like organic chicken nuggets and you know frozen right. pre-made stuff and all kinds of stuff. So right. it's really incredible. There's like different class levels of mm-hmm. processed foodiness. Oh yeah, now. well I mean, and that's that's also part of what I'm writing about, and it's because we have this disconnect from real food people in the span of about two generations we've really lost any kind of knowledge about real food cooking real food preparing real food getting real food you know people don't even know how to get it anymore so that's a whole big area that needs to be really explored if we're going to figure out how to fix Mm -hmm. it it's also and i know we've talked about this before a trust issue i think people Mm -hmm. have been very successfully brainwashed by the food industry to think that they can't trust real food anymore. Yeah, you can't true. trust it. It's dirty. It comes right. from the ground. It comes from animals. You don't know what to do right. with it. You might mess it up. It could kill you. You know, right. let us process it, package it, sterilize it, make it safe for yeah. you. So you don't have any of that fear. Right. That so there's this illusion that if something's in a package, it's totally sterile and right. safe. Sterile. But the, the irony is is that most of the times when you're getting these outbreaks of salmonella yeah. and all these other terrible food poisoning, it's because the, the big factories where they're making right. and processing these foods are filthy and there's no oversight right. of what's being going on in terms of safety. Right. So, or if you be- look at it, like the macro of it, nutritionally, everything is so processed and completely devoid of life that, you know, ultimately it's leading to all of our huge health problems. Right. Right. But you can't, you know, but I think people have really lost, like you were saying, the ability to even recognize, and I talk about that a lot here, to even recognize what real food is, you know, let alone to trust it or, or even to know what to do with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me, I was, I remember being in the grocery store and this woman picked up a bunch of spinach and Mm -hmm. she's like, but it's so dirty. (laughs) And it's like, where do you think it comes from? (laughs) But they're not used to seeing the dirt because they don't understand that it actually comes out of the earth. I know. It's like my students. I mean, I teach in a culinary school and all the time a recipe will call for lemon juice and the students will go, chef, where's the lemon juice? Right. Like, uh, in the lemon? In the lemon. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we, of course, are just about out of time. But as you can see, everywhere you turn, you're being told to eat shit and that it's good for you. Everywhere you turn, except for here, let's get real. So if you don't want to eat shit and you don't want to be a total chump, keep on reading Kristen's writing and keep on tuning into Let's Get Real, the cooking show about finding, preparing, and eating food. We will be back next week with an all new part one about foodiness and class in America, which should be pretty interesting. Oh, do you want to say anything about Jews controlling the media while you're here? (laughs) I think I'll pass on that. I'll let you handle that. It's (laughs) true. And we're going to claim it back (laughs) if we can. We're going to claw our way back to the top. I know you're only half, so you're too nice to say. Yeah. 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 It's okay. Okay. You're still allowed in the club. Thank you. Even though. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, thanks for coming on again. Thanks for having me. Always fun. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Thanks to Joe in the control room. Good night. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. 
Thanks for listening.